Zaki Poo. Oh, hello, ski comrade. Oh, hello, skis. What's up, brother? Oh, brother. <laughs> you look like a fucking, you look like a full on frat bro right now. I... <laughs> he can't even deny I can't it. Listen, even, can't deny. <laughs> he's wearing a you polo. Said that, I'm like, oh yeah, I do. <laughs> he's wearing a polo with a backwards peach cap with like a blue like adjuster on it. It's unbelievable. Yeah, I look super fatty right now. You look like you just got done playing like 12 rounds of frisbee golf extreme. Well, our last podcast we did, I did say that I wanted to play well, not frisbee golf, but tennis with you. That's so, true. Actually, one of the things that my I tennis love, fit about what's going on right now is that you were wearing different clothing this morning and then you sent me a picture of a polo on Instagram <laughs> and an hour later you're wearing a polo. <laughs> it was a polo with no collar. That's like, true. Oh, that's kind of cool. I dig that's that. That's true. Yeah. Yeah. This morning it was a t-shirt and a headband. Now I'm in snapback and a polo. The headband was pretty dope. I, yeah. I kind of like you in a headband. Oh, thank you. Uh-huh. Yeah. I haven't worn it in a long time. My hair hasn't been long enough for headband in a while. So the last time I wore it, I was in San Diego for a bachelor party. That makes a lot of sense. Just all together from start to finish. That sounds checked out. Yeah. So now I'm back to headband, Neil. Now I just need some brighter color headbands to make it all yeah. perfect. Like something like that hat that you're wearing. Honestly, it's electric AF. Electric AF. Just yeah. like us. Yeah, that's right. I need to get a hat like that, man. I tried to get a hat and it was too small for my giant head. And I was like, this is not going to work for me. I look, it, it looked like a yarmulke, but it wasn't. <laughs> <laughs> the yarmulke to match the facial hair right now. Yep. Oh my God. <laughs> my facial hair is unbelievable. I, every week I ask Steven if we can end the competition. It's getting really bad. I'm sure the, I'm sure the listeners will see a clip of my face at one point or another. Would you like to the share with them the, the situation? Um, <laughs> We'll just keep going. Sure. Those for another day. <laughs> um, okay. Yeah, I'll tell them. Uh, so if you guys can't tell, my last name is Kaufman. It's it's a very Jewish last name. My family is of Jewish heritage. Um, my buddy, Stephen, who I go to school with, is uh, a Mr. Italiano man, but he happens to grow very curly hair. So we call it his Jufro. Um, and I grow a very nice beard. However... Uh, the sides of my mustache didn't get the memo. So when my mustache grows in, um, it looks like somebody who rhymes with Schmittler. And uh, <laughs> so uh, we made That's a bet. We're, we're preparing for our board examinations and we made a bet since uh, no one's going to be seeing us for five weeks that he would grow his hair out uh, and I would grow my facial hair out. And then we would take a picture together uh, before the exam. And I'm regretting every decision that I've made leading me up to this point. <laughs> We're doing better than we did this morning. Guys, we tried to record this morning and we got nowhere. I was thoroughly just pooped and dead. And it was like, I was like trying to play catch with him and he was just like a brick wall. Yes. And uh, the reason that we didn't record this morning, uh, 15 feet outside of my window, there's like this little man-made pond and uh, it's filled with big rocks. And right now they have it drained. And for whatever reason, uh, they decided to take industrial equipment and just jackhammer the rocks and then just shovel them outside of my bedroom all day, every day. So uh, it's like the loudest and most like most useless thing that they could do right outside of my window. So we couldn't record this morning. Yeah. You had rocks getting jackhammered and I got jackhammered by spirit and turned into a rock this morning. You got jackhammered by spirit. (laughs) Yeah. I was spiritually just pooped. I was jackhammered into the ground and earth. And that's what we're talking about today. Ground, earth. Yeah. So (laughs) 
Oh, it's the end of the day. We're both just gone. Okay. So we're talking about grounding today. So we had a awesome listener ask us about grounding on why it's important, how to, in fact, ground, and what are typical issues that people face that prevent them from grounding. So, Zachy Pooh, that I will mm. forever call you, what you got oh, here? I do. All right. Well, awesome, awesome listener. Awesome question. I'm going to, there's a lot of different ways you can take this, obviously. So I'm going to start at the end and go back to the beginning. So why do people have trouble grounding? I'll start there. Um, And usually this ties into one word, it's avoidance, right? Uh, A lot of the times when we're up in the clouds and up in the clouds can be like a spiritual thing. It can be like, you know, I'm thinking about higher planes. I'm thinking about whatever, like I'm very crown focused or I'm very third eye focused and I'm lost in my visions and thinking about the records and thinking about channeling and all this crazy stuff. Right. Um, and so that, that can be one of the things that gets us distracted, but it can also be just living a very mental life where we get off of work or we get off of our studies. And then we sit around and we are just fantasizing about things that we could have said to people that day, or like things that we want to do this weekend or in five, in three years, when I have this going on for me, then life will be better or whatever it might be, but you get lost in this mental world. And all of those are forms of being ungrounded. If you're in the middle of doing something and you're thinking about the next thing and you're not thinking about the thing that you're doing, you're ungrounded, right? So we live in a society that and I talk about society and culture all the time, but we live in a society that teaches us how to be ungrounded. The amount uh, of thinking that we're taught to do, we we think it's our natural state rather than realizing that grounded is actually our natural state and that we've been taught to exist in the upper chakras. So that is one. It's just the fact that our minds are running all day. And then two, the other thing that gets in the way of us grounding is avoidance. If we have uncomfortable things in our life situation or we're doing something uncomfortable, uh, be it be it work, be it dieting or whatever it might be. And you're trying to stay out of your body because of the discomfort or you're trying to stay out of the moment because you don't want to be involved with it. Those kinds of things make us want to be ungrounded. And ungrounded can, like I said, come in many different forms. It can be projecting yourself into the future. It can be projecting yourself into the past, you know, lamenting the past or living in the glory days or whatever it might be. Or it can also be just spending a bunch of time doing energetic and spiritual things at the expense of integrating those spiritual things into the world, right? And Neil is nodding um, because Neil that, is that's, nodding. Neil is nodding. Yes. <laughs> In asterisks, Neil is nodding. I'll just do this like a court, <laughs> like a court trans- transcription. Um, this is something that is that is pervasive in the spiritual world, which is addiction to spiritual wisdom or spiritual knowledge, I should say, because it, and then not integrating it into the life that you live. It can feel very good to be channeling, to be reading books that are channeled or, you know, deeply uh, engorged with spiritual wisdom and to be in your records and to be doing tarot cards and all that kind of stuff and getting all this, this knowledge. But if you're not doing anything with it and you're not bringing it into the lower chakras or bringing it into the world that you live in and exist in, it's ungrounded. So I'm going to pause there because I just rambled for a while. Neil Bo Baggins, what do you got, baby? Zachy Boo Boo Bear. So Neil has a curtain pulled over him 
the records aren't giving him much guys it's like ah bye neil okay okay neil's much but all right neil is gonna share oh god what was he gonna share neil is gonna share an experience of his so we just totally took like a good 20 minute break because i couldn't focus at all and (laughs) things are great but we're back and i have experiences to share (laughs) so zach was mentioning part of that transition from upper chakras into lower chakras as we're talking about grounding. And I just wanted to share my experience with that because that's what it's been for me in my own spiritual journey. I went up, 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 up all of last year. And it's completely going the opposite direction. Now I was doing nothing but crown meditations, focusing on everything up. And I just hit a wall. Wouldn't work anymore. Started to get really uncomfortable. There was some resistance to it. And there was a need for me to come back down into my body and integrate. And so my own practices were about coming back into my body and developing that connection and intuition in my body. And now you guys have heard me share about this too within my readings. It's me and the records. I used to just close my eyes and the records would channel Mm -hmm. and speak and speak and speak. And I'd be really disconnected and it would just be pure flow of the records. And now, and now... It's both of us. And it actually feels very wrong for me to just check out and allow them to channel. And what I've been finding is more recently too, when I when the person on the other end of a session with me is the most connected and when they're getting the most out of the session and they're really integrating and processing and really understanding how everything really makes sense to them the most, it's when it's me and the records. Mm-hmm. So this is my long roundabout story. 30 minutes later for Zach and I of (laughs) the importance of bringing it back in. And sometimes we need to go up, but I'm out of words. No, I get it. There's, there's an oscillation, right? There's like a, there's an going up and then going down. It's the pendulum. And there are, there are moments when we are perfectly balanced and integrated where it's, it's an equal flow of both things. It takes a lot of things. It takes a great deal of care and attention and intention. And it also takes like, it takes the alignment of that to actually be what your path requires at that time. Cause mm-hmm. sometimes like you're supposed to go really up and sometimes you're supposed to not be engaged in like quote unquote spiritual things uh, at all. And uh, you know, you've, you've really done that blend well, yeah, but I, I agree. Like I do think that people get more out of readings when they're, when they're able to interact in the records as well. Cause you know, getting channeled wisdom is beautiful. It really is. Um, but being able to have a dialogue with somebody and being able to like still be getting that wisdom and still be getting that energy, but be able to kind of interact with another human being and talk about it while it's happening is powerful. It's a really enriching experience. Yeah. Yeah. And I think, you know, for me and my journey with that, it was one working through the resistance to getting to that point where mm-hmm. I was no longer in the upper chakras and coming back into my body. Cause there was, I told you this, like there was a level of me being like, Oh crap. <laughs> and my mm-hmm. readings are changing. And that makes me nervous. That makes me kind of scared. I've never done this before. And you know, you get the, I would get those voices of, okay, is this going to be accurate? Is this going to be right? Mm-hmm. Is there something I should be doing? But it always felt so much better once I opened up to that. And life opened its doors up once I did that. Mm -hmm. And for people who are figuring that out, right? Because if they need to go up, they need to go up. If they need to go into body, they need to go into body. What's 
your read for that for people on how they can figure out, okay, do I need to go up to the upper chakras? Do I need to go to crown? Do I need to go up in spirit or do I need some connection? Mm. Yeah. I mean, it, it, you can observe your own behaviors. Um, if you are very in your body and you know, actually I'm going to, I'm going to kind of alter this a little bit and go like, very in your body but or ungrounded in the mental sense because those two things are you know they're they're not the same one of them is still very ungrounded but it's 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 not engaged in higher wisdom so if you are like really in your body you've been eating like a bunch of junky food and you feel like really sluggish or uh, you feel disconnected from your internal guidance or you're very caught up in your brain and you find yourself getting stressed and overthinking things very easily that's usually a good sign that it's time to tap into some higher wisdom. And, you know, I, I hesitate to really make hard and fast rules for any of this because it's so situation dependent. Right. There are moments where I'm like that and I have to go into my body, but like not necessarily like I'm feeling my body so much as I'm feeling the spiritual energy that runs through it and through that getting in touch with spirit, right? It's going, it's going into higher wisdom through internal depth uh, and then there are times, you know, I have to go up into crown and go like really high into, into that spiritual wisdom. Now, if you're going really high up and you're going into crown and above, um, you know, the chakras above the crown or very high planes of consciousness, if you're somebody who is an avid uh, meditator uh, or is, you know, far along in the spiritual sensitivities side of your journey, right? Then I'm not going to make that any, that's not any better or worse than any part of the spiritual journey. It's just right. a part of it, right? If you're doing that a lot, and you find that you are feeling like, well, I mean, this is going to sound very obvious, feeling disconnected from your body. Like you're not really sure what you're craving or your digestion is bad. Or, you know, my friend Maya brought this one up the other day, like bumping into the door or like stumbling around when you shouldn't be stumbling around or like walking into things. Um, if you don't feel like you can connect to your body during movement, like yoga or working out. All of those are signs that like your, the bulk of your energy is outside of the sphere of your physical being. Um, and your body is running on its animalistic kind of energetics rather than that being imbued with the spiritual knowingness of your, of your soul, of your subtle body as well. So those are usually the two things that I think about. And if someone were to say, okay, so I get it. I can feel what's going on, what I'm needing right now. If this person is needing to go up, what would you, what would you, what's one thing you would recommend for that person? And if someone was needing to go more into body and connection, mm -hmm. what would you recommend for that person? That's a good question. Um, God, I mean, there's so many practices. So like, I just want to preface this by saying- Or that we can just blob off a list of- cool practices too. Yeah. I mean, so I'm going to say like one or two things for each probably okay. that I can think of, but I just want to preface this by saying like there, there's no one way to do anything. Um, and I know, you know that Neil, but I just want to say for the listeners, like there's no one way, like whatever thing that works for me might not work for you. And if it doesn't like, don't force yourself to do it, please don't be like, well, Zach said, this is what works. So I'm going to do this. Do it. Cause um, Zach said so. Do it. Cause Zach said so. <laughs> Simon said, touch your nose, grow a terrible mustache. Don't listen to us. <laughs> so uh, one of the things that I think Neil and I would both swear by for going upward is crown meditation. Mm -hmm. um, so we meditate with a, a guru by the name of Swamiji or by the title of Swamiji, I should say. And 
I've taught this meditation to a handful of our listeners and people in different groups. Um, but even without doing that particular meditation, just sitting, aligning to the intention that you will be aligning to the highest light and truth that you can, uh, and then focusing on your crown for like 20 to 30 minutes and doing basically a mindfulness meditation where you get in touch with the energy of your crown chakra and the way that it feels. And you don't try and visualize too much because that's third eye and you don't try and think about it too much. Um, and you just feel the way your crown chakra feels and allow that to be the meditation. That's a good way to go up. So I'm going to tap into that a little bit more as well. I think one of the really important pieces of this when doing this meditation or just a practice of going into the upper chakras, there is a level of disconnect from the physical body. Honestly, there is, right? You're, you're tapping into this elevated consciousness to energy, to spirit above you. And one of the most powerful pieces I discovered when learning this meditation was let your body fall asleep, AKA don't move. Mm -hmm. And that is so rare because even in meditation or mindfulness practices, right? We're moving, we're fidgeting. And the thing is with this meditation too, is if you're focusing on your crown, the body freaks out. (laughs) It hates you. You get that twitch and it's the worst thing ever. And it wants you to move and come back to life. And I think even if you don't want to focus on crown, you can still get a similar spiritual energetic connection while just allowing your body to fall asleep, AKA just don't move, Mm -hmm. sit there, sit still and breathe. And I think for some people, if they are uncomfortable with doing crown meditations, it doesn't resonate for certain people. I think this is a perfect medium to bridge that gap and get there. So just wanted to share that a little bit. That's great. Uh, on that on that same notion, I think that doing heart chakra meditations is a beautiful balance. Before I learned the crown meditation, yeah. I did all heart chakra meditations, and I think it's it's perfect. I mean, obviously, it's balanced because it's the fourth chakra; it's the most central. It right. is the seat of the soul, and it is the bridge point between the lower and the upper chakras. Right. So, doing that, you'll get in touch not only with a deep, deep sense of true unconditional love and compassion and joy and ecstasy and bliss, but you will also get deeply in touch with truth and wisdom. Like there is immense wisdom of the heart. And I would say it's a very practical wisdom, like not, okay, I'm going to, I'm just going to take a really quick second and just say like, we all have different chakra balances. And this is kind of like more advanced, right? Spiritual sensitivity stuff. Like we have different chakra balances not everybody needs to have fully activated all seven chakras. Each person kind of comes like a piece of music onto the planet. And each chakra has a certain level of activation that it needs to have for all the, for the the person to be in balance and to play their resonant note as the soul that they are in incarnation. Um, not everybody needs to be deep in crown. And so if crown doesn't resonate with you, that's Okay. Because the the types of truths and wisdom that you will get up there might be different than the type of truth and wisdom that you'll get from meditating in your heart. Meditating in your heart, I would recommend for basically anybody because the truth and the wisdom and the love and the compassion and the joy and the bliss that you will experience there are all very, very applicable to your daily life all the time. The heart will not give you anything that you don't need. 
Holy Heard Higher Self Zach coming through right there. Oh, 1,000%. <laughs> he's and he is all up in this that, bitch. <laughs> all up in it. All up in ya. <laughs> but, you know, I, you know, you guys have heard me talk about manifesting the soul a little bit. And that's the main piece there. And that's what they start off in the beginning. It's connecting into your heart. And you go deeper and deeper and deeper into that until you connect to your soul. And I think that is the perfect practice for any single person in the world. If you don't do anything, let it be just connecting to your heart. Yeah. You could, and whether you, you see it or not, you just feel love. Yeah, absolutely. You <laughs> could great. start, you could have just found out about chakras yesterday and start meditating on your heart, or you could be, you know, an ascended master on the planet here for, you know, whatever spiritual fuckery, you know, walking on water and proving to people that God exists and all these crazy things, um, you know, doing miraculous <laughs> healings and stuff like that. And you could still meditate on your heart. And it, it is the meditation that can take you all the way to enlightenment. That being said, not everybody gets enlightened because they're not supposed to, but uh, it, it's what I'm trying to say is it's applicable to any level of development. Mm-hmm. And this is really and nice. It's really nice. It feels amazing. There's a reason everyone in spirituality talks about and the heart love. chakra. Yeah, the heart. I mean, love is the ultimate <laughs> so. truth, right? And I mean, there have been plenty of times where I've just meditated on heart chakra and just fucking cried for like five straight minutes. Mm-hmm. And I'm just sitting there and it's not crying because I'm sad. It's crying because like I'm getting like a like a Rolodex or like um a montage in my mind of like seeing pictures of people who I care about. And just weeping because I am so absurdly grateful to have them in my life um, and feeling so deeply connected to them. And, you know, I would say out of all the meditations that I've done, there is never a meditation that I've done like heart chakra, where when I open my eyes at the end of the meditation, I'll have texts from people who I was thinking about during the meditation. That's me when I go into body. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. And one of the things you had shared too, was just the level of depth that comes from that. Mm-hmm. And this is where, this, I mean, what you're saying is we, we, our bodies, our energetic systems all work differently. Mm-hmm. So I, you know, went up and up and up into crown and it was life-changing, blew my mind. Once yeah. I hit that point where, okay, I felt that pull to go back into body and go down, I went the deepest I've ever ever gone before and it blew everything out of the water and i think the fun thing with these practices fun with meditation it's funny but it is fun um you just start to discover yourself you start to discover how your body works how you work energetically and for me is i tap into the truest parts of myself the deepest parts of myself when i am breathing down my body and connecting deeply into the lower chakras into the physical into earth yeah, let it be a practice of exploration. So if we talk about lower chakras, Zaki Boo Boo Bear. Mm-hmm. Neilbo, you got some juice? So with regards to like tapping into the lower chakras? Yes, sir. Um, yeah, so this one is actually like this is this one is this is one I'm not super familiar with with regards to like energetic type of stuff that you can do to get into them. Uh there are a few I think chakras. that's perfect actually yeah, to not do perfect. it energetically. Because yeah, this is I about mean, the physical. Yeah, there are certain chakras I think that that are better off being addressed physically, like throat chakra. Like speaking your truth is the best way to go into your throat chakra, um, and and being in your authentic expression, right? You know, you can do energetic stuff, but at the end of the day, if you're lying to people and if you're you know not speaking up for yourself, then it's going to be deficient. Um, 
with regards to lower chakras, root, sacral, solar plexus. Let's start by actually breaking down what those chakras kind of are and do at a developmental level. So the root chakra is like first dimensional. It is your physical being. It's your physical presence. It is survival. It is the base of the pyramid of Maslow's hierarchy of needs. It is, do I have food? Can I procreate? Do I have shelter? Am I safe? Those things, right? Um, it is purely concerned with your physicality and the material safety around you. Um, so if you don't, if you feel like you are not safe for whatever reason, you're in a relationship with somebody and you feel emotionally unsafe. And that's, you know, that can be more sacral, but it ties in here. You don't feel safe around them physically or emotionally. Uh, your finances are out of order. Um, uh, you're not working out, you're not exercising and your body is kind of breaking down because you're not getting activity or you're not eating well. Those are all things that can tie in. And I see Neil is ready to just like say some, drop some bombs. No, oh, you really got no bombs. I'm just leaning and listening and very close to the microphone. <laughs> I'm just chilling, listening. All right, straight up. Okay. So that's root chakra. Um, in a, in a nutshell, the sacral chakra is the second dimensional chakra. It is more concerned with emotion, the emotional sphere of life. So emotionality, sexuality, creativity. Uh, so this can be addressed in multiple. Basically, it is the chakra of creation. Um, and there are many things that go into this. So first of all, we think about sexuality and creativity or sexuality and creation, right? It's very clear and easy to understand that like, you know, the way babies are made is through sex and uh, the sacral chakra is the most linked to uh, your genital region and, and sexuality, right? So it has an immense creative force, the force that literally creates life on the planet. So at its most primordial root, that's what it is. However, when you think about the more abstract forms of creation, you think of things like uh, designing your home, building a house, painting something, writing poetry. And in order to generate the energy to actually create these things, or rather to shape the energy that creates these things, there needs to be a marriage between thoughts, which is the upper chakras, and emotion, which is what gives a vector or a direction or a force to the raw power of the creativity of the sacral chakra. So being deeply in touch with your emotional health, do I feel emotionally safe in this relationship? Do I feel emotionally seen and heard? Um, am, I, am I crying when I need to cry? Am I laughing when I need to laugh? Am I, this ties in with the throat chakra. Like none of these are really separate from each other in any way, but. I was just thinking about that. When it comes yeah. to sacral chakra stuff and everything that's more emotional, I think that's the deepest tie into the throat chakra. Mm -hmm. And to be able to express those things is most often the, the easiest way for people to begin to unblock that energy or heal some of the things that mm -hmm. occur there. So whatever it is emotionally that you've experienced, to just let yourself acknowledge that and let it speak through. That's a wonderful just point. Let it express. And it starts to clear. And like that does so much in and of itself. It's perfect because you're wearing an orange and blue hat right now. So it's like the perfect marriage of throat and sacral. This is the Neil hat. On your dome. <laughs> orange yeah. and blue. Like this is all deal. Yeah, that's it. It's like just missing some yellow. But yeah. But yeah, so Neil is speaking to it perfectly. And it's just like your body. There's no part of your body that exists in isolation. 
you know, all of these chakras tie into each other at some point. So acknowledge that as we move forward, but basically being in touch with your emotions. Okay. What am I feeling? What do I need? What are my emotions asking from me? What do they need? How can I have those needs met? How can I express those needs? Getting in touch with your emotions allows you to create shape and direction for the creative force of your sacral chakra, um, which will allow you to create beautiful poetry, beautiful paintings, um, if you're a mathematician, it will allow you to be incredibly creative and find new solutions to old problems <clears throat> or solutions to problems in your life. It will allow you to enjoy the food you eat better, to enjoy the sex you have more. All of the things in your life will become better when you get in touch with your emotions, your creativity, and your pleasure. So that's the second chakra. Neil, do you have anything you want to say before I move on? I do. Okay. Um, now, as I said, for the sacral emotional expression and vocalizing it helps so much with that mm -hmm. with the root physical movement right things physical yeah. practices things that connect you into your body and into the earth but the funny thing is and the interconnection between chakras i think one of the other ways that you allow your sacral to begin to express itself to begin to tap into that creativity creative expression is through movement and so mm -hmm. using some of that root chakra side of the world. So getting your body to move. I, I did some poetry courses and one of the things that they recommended the most was whenever you hit a block, get outside and move, move your body, get outdoors and get that energy flowing. And it opens mm -hmm. up the sacral every single time. For me personally, if I don't do yoga, if I'm not moving in the mornings, I can see it in my poetry and in my writing. It's mm. stiff and stale. If I'm moving, it flows through like butter. That's per that's a perfect thing to address once again with all of these chakras being connected is that if one is blocked, mm -hmm. <clears throat> if one is blocked, it will stifle the flow of energy into the one above it or below it, depending on which direction the energy is coming from. And if one is overactive, it will take energy from the chakras above and below it. So solar plexus is third dimensional. It is also physical but not in the same way that root chakra is physical, right? We talked about root chakra being, am I safe? Am I provided for, um, you know, all those types of things, right? The sacral chakra is more identity based, your ego identity. Who am I in the world? Who am I in my relationships? Um, that's, I think that's the best, it's power, it's confidence. It is uh, knowing your role in society and uh, being really deeply in touch with that and really developing that. Um, now, so I'll start kind of at that level of like the very 3D level of being in touch with your role in society. Um, let's take your friend groups, for example. You know, are you the friend who uh, empathically listens to everybody, um, isn't, isn't, knows what's going on with everybody in the group and kind of is, is the listener, is the maybe even the wisdom sharer in the group, you know, getting in touch with that, acknowledging that aspect of yourself. Are you the person who's like the adventurer and you're like, yo, Friday night, this is what's going on. I heard about this thing. Everybody we're going and people are like, oh, like, but we're going to be tired. And it's like, shut the fuck up. We're going to have a great experience. Everyone's coming with me. Are you that person in your group? Like getting in touch with your role at a certain level and learning to play with that is part of that. Now, as you move into the heart chakra and as you move into the upper chakras and you start to get more deeply in touch with your higher self and your soul and, you know, really the essence of who you are in truth, there becomes an integration or a, a, um, 
an assumption or a subsuming of the solar plexus chakra, which, which basically you can almost imagine like energy being seeded into the core of the solar plexus chakra and changing it from the inside out while at the same time it is being subsumed in light and love and your identity evolves from what role am I playing in society to what is my identity at a soul level? And a lot of this is a knowing that exists in the heart, but like I said, none of these exist in isolation. So the heart communicates with the solar chakra, the solar plexus chakra, in addition to the crown giving energy through this as well. And the third eye bringing visions down to what this is going to look like in manifestation and all these beautiful things. And they say like solar plexus, like you're the best, you're the best chakra center we have you're the master of identity. So like, here's the, here's the identity now in truth. Like now we know who we really are beyond any shadow of a doubt, beyond any fear, beyond any lesson or, or teaching of who we might be, right? This is what we know we are. We're going to give this assignment to you. And then your identity begins to change to who you are in truth. And then you start to live through that chakra. So that's kind of like a little condensed masterclass on the, on the first three chakras. So we just paused, <laughs> we just paused the thing <laughs> and um, we're back and decided where we wanted to go with this. So where we want to go with this uh, is kind of a hearkening back to what we had talked about with regards to deficiencies and deficiencies, balance and overactivation of the chakras. So you can think of energy flowing into your physical form. I'm going to say from three different directions and it happens from a bunch of different directions, but I'll say three. You have the more like physical earth-based energy. So you have Gaia or earth, uh, the physical reality. Hmm? Said the below. The below. Yeah. Feeding energy up through your root chakra. This, I'll address that in a second. So that that moves up through your root chakra, up to your solar, or your sacral solar plexus heart, all the way up to your crown and out into the source, right? It's like a mad, like giving something to source in a way kind of being like, okay, I'm thinking about this thing. Like, I'm just going to give it to you, God, to you, my guides. And I hope you can orchestrate it for me or whatever it might be. <clears throat> Praying might be something like this. Um, then there is the more cosmic form of information or energy that comes down through the crown and moves down into the root. And this is kind of the manifestation pathway. So you are meditating or you're, you know, praying or whatever it might be. And you're getting in touch with these really high spiritual wisdoms or truths or aspects of your life path or things that you need to have created in your life to be on your path or on your journey. And you bring that energy down through the root into the ground. Um, and I won't talk too much about manifestation because Neil has a great course on manifestation. So, um, which you talked about in the last podcast. So that so you need energy coming down from that direction. You also have energy, I said three, we'll say four, energy coming in from the heart. So this is kind of your soul, the seed of your soul feeding energy directly into you. And that is just love and compassion and connection. And then there is third eye, right? And you are getting high level spiritual knowledge and wisdom, uh, a little different than the nature of that, which you will find in the crown chakra, but I'm not going to explain it too much. You can meditate on each of those chakras and figure out for yourself and in your own life what the difference is in those two things. So as a general principle, we now understand that there's energy flowing up and there's energy flowing down um, or you know, in and out and up and down and all around. 
in order for energy to move clearly through the system, it needs almost like an, a clean pipe to run through. Each, <laughs> oh, Neil, each <laughs> chakra acts as like a node on this pathway and imbues the information or the energy coming through it with its own unique frequency, <clears throat> which is encoded with your own vibration as well. And I don't want to get too complicated, so I'm going to try and keep this fairly simple. But if a chakra is deficient, so we will say your root chakra, or no, we'll say your sacral chakra, because that's a little bit easier, I think. If you are dealing with an emotional trauma and you are ignoring it, or it is naturally been repressed by you, um, because you weren't able to cope with it at the time that it happened, um, or your or it's there and you're, you don't know how to process it or you don't know how to talk about it, then you have dense fear-based vibration sitting in the chakra. And you can almost imagine it causing congealing, like a coagulation of the energy in that chakra so that things can't pass easily through it. The chakra is constricted. Therefore, the energy that you bring up from your root, like Neil was talking about with his poetry, the energy you bring up from your root can't get up through the into the sacral chakra or through the sacral chakra to get up to crown. Conversely, the energy from your crown in manifestation can't come down sufficiently into your root and manifest. So something that you might have the idea of manifesting might not make it down into the earth at all, or it might make it down into the earth and you only manifest like a smaller version of what you've tried to bring through into the world or um, the vibration of it gets distorted by what whatever was living and existing and feeding off of your sacral chakra. So you might be trying to manifest something like, I don't like, I don't really know what to, what to bring in, but like, I want to manifest a beautiful painting for my wall or something like that. And you know, the, you don't get quite the thing that you wanted, right? Whatever, whatever thing that you find ends up being like a little off. It just gets kind of encoded with that fear-based vibration. Um, there, on uh, conversely, on the other hand, you can also have an overactive chakra. And you know, actually, before I move on, do you want to talk about anything at all? Keep going, brother. All right, man. I'm almost used to listening. <laughs> okay, so conversely, you can have an overactive chakra. And like I had said before, an overactive chakra will leach energy from others because it is just pouring out so much and it needs more energy. So it starts to take from others. So if you can imagine somebody who has a very overactive throat chakra and they're talking like this and they have this really pressured speech and they're always trying to get out what they're trying to say. And they're just you know worried that people are going to interject them and blah, 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 blah. And they just talk like a fucking auctioneer. And you're like, please slow down. I made my solar plexus hurt. <laughs> yeah. Right. And, uh, so you have somebody who's talking like that um, and maybe they're saying things that are kind of mean to you, or they're saying things that, uh, that yeah, like there's, or they're saying things that are basically just mean or too blunt or whatever, right? There, there's some kind of, there's too much pressure in their communication. Their th throat chakra is pulling energy from both the chakra above and below it, right? So the heart is being drawn from, and these people can be very emotionally drained or they can ignore their heart, or they can, like I said, say things that are mean because they're draining their heart constantly. And 
they are out of touch with their compassion or they're they're draining their third eye and they can't really make space for more wisdom to come in because they're just trying to put things out all the time. Um, and they're having trouble bringing in information and wisdom from spirit or the visions that they're having for their future and the the people around them are being distorted because they're pulling energy away. So their third eye can't get accurate information on the people in their lives or on the way that their future is going to go. So these people might be anxious and worried as well, right? So that's just kind of an example of how that, that thing works. Now, like Neela and I are saying, there are ways to bring energy into the chakras. And I think we've addressed that quite a bit. Um, and then there are ways to basically deal with overactive chakras. And the way to do that essentially is to put more energy into the chakras above and below it. Um, so instead of talking all the time, like always needing to share what's on your mind, like somebody who has an overactive throat chakra, quieting down and hearing what the other person at, at the coffee table has to say, you know, shutting, shutting up about your life for a second or about your opinions for a second and hearing what the other person has to, has to say and share with you and being willing to create space for more to come in or taking a second to stop and maybe be like, okay, I don't need to always say what I'm thinking right now. Maybe I should take a second before I share what I'm thinking to try and get in touch with the other person's perspective. So if I'm like sharing my opinion about somebody and it can be kind of offensive and very blunt, if I take a second to pause and think like, well, where are they coming from? Then you're activating the heart chakra and you're getting in touch with empathy and compassion. And that will actually pull energy away from the throat into the heart and activate that. And by making these choices, these little choices every day and every moment, we can start to balance out the chakras. And so I think that's 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 probably a pretty good place to kind of like. All right. Well, thank you, brother. Um, and I think that's the final piece here is it, we're figuring out balance. Do you have any final words on that for people of what the Zach higher self would like to say or the Zach would sure. like to say? Yeah. The <laughs> last thing is just remembered, like I said, that these things don't exist in isolation. So as much as Neil and I talk about meditating on a particular chakra, and I'm going to stand by it, heart is always safe. You can always meditate on heart. There's no such thing as being too overactive. Actually, there's kind of such a thing as being overactive in the heart, but like, it's hard to get there. Um, everything exists as a whole. So focusing on one chakra or being, or being too caught up in the minutia and losing sight of the forest for the trees uh, can also be a problem. So remember that this is about the life that you're living. This is about your relationships. This is about your mission and your purpose in, in what you do, whether that's relationally or in the work that you do. This is about your fulfillment and your growth. So if anything that we just talked about in this podcast gets in the way of any of that, you don't need it, right? Don't get, don't get too hung up on the information and don't get too hung up on the minutia if it gets in the way of living a fulfilled and deeply enriching life. All right. So once again, ladies and gentlemen, we paused the podcast <laughs> to figure out our wrap up for this. And 
this was, I just want to, first of all, thank the listener who asked this question, because I think it, it brought something like really, really fruitful out for everybody who was listening. So like, what a deeply insightful question. And I just want to like address that real quick um, to even be thinking about and contemplating that kind of thing is just, uh, it's so beautiful. And so thank you for grist for the mill. Um, we're sorry that we hijacked <laughs> that question and took it into something completely different. Ladies and gentlemen, and everybody in between, beautiful souls of Woke Wasted. Thank you guys so much for tuning in today. I hope that you found what you needed in this podcast. And if you didn't, then scrap it. You don't need it. We love you guys. We love you. We love you. We love you. We love you. <laughs> <laughs>